What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. I'm going to, you know, just come out with this in the very beginning. No, I will not be doing a podcast on Roe v. Wade. At least right now, it's all fresh in everybody's mind. I checked my, right before I started this podcast, um, this one's actually being recorded later than usual because I've had such a busy week. Um, I just happened to go on my, my podcast email and a bunch of you guys are asking for my opinion on Roe v. Wade, uh, my opinion on abortion, period. And, you know, let me give you a reason why. I'm not ashamed to, you know, put my stance out there about abortion. Uh, I think a lot of people know where I stand. But I talked about this with the Dads in Gaming guys. Uh, and you'll hear that podcast later on. Make sure you guys follow Dads in Gaming on any podcast platform. But the thing is, if you guys... I'm going to answer this one about politics too. Uh, if you guys follow politics like I do, and as long as I have, um, you'll become familiar with how things are used. And the leak about Roe v. Wade, even though it's been confirmed that that's what they're trying to do is abolish Roe v. Wade. Um, you know it's a distraction. And it's just something to use politically. It doesn't matter what their stance is. It's It's... The fact of it's trying, you're, you're basically everyone that's getting up in arms about it on either side, whether you're for it or against it, you're falling for what they want. They want you to be distracted by something else. And, you know, I always say when they go right, look left, because they're obviously trying to get your eyes off of, off of the real issue here. Um, but to put everybody's mind at ease, what it is, is don't fall for the trap of they're trying to make abortions illegal. Um, everyone has to have the kid if they become pregnant regardless that's not what it is it just be, is become it, it. they want it to be a not a federal law they want it to be a state by state the state can choose if they want to make it legal or not so Californians New York you know, people from New York no need to worry guarantee it still be legal in your state so that's all it is it's not that big of a deal in my opinion personally um, I, I mean like I said, I'm not a fan of abortion. I can have that conversation all day long. But it is what it is. Your opinion is your opinion. But I'm not up in arms about this whole entire thing. But I did see your emails. But also on that same topic of politics, um, a lot of you guys have been asking for more political shows. Now, when you look at my podcast, I'm in, I am in three different categories. Uh, the main one is video games. That you know, it's the main thing I talk about. The main thing I talk about is video games. The, the like, that's the most. That's the most I talk about streaming, uh, video game news, streamer news. Well, the second category is society and culture, which is just basically could be anything. And the third one is politics. Uh, I don't as much as I follow and I love talking about politics. I don't want this to be a full-on political show. Um, yeah, I could honestly probably do a podcast a day talking about what's going on in the news every day, but that's not what I want it to be about. This is an entertainment podcast. I talk about everything. That's why it's under society and culture. Um, so there will be political ones. There will be game, just straight gaming ones and there will be, you know, some random ones, but I, you know, I don't feel like doing, you know, a political podcast needs to be done like every single day. So the story you talked about yesterday, you can talk about it the following day. I release one podcast a week. 
sometimes two if I have a guest or, you know, if I have more time. But if I say something on a podcast on Thursday this week and then on Saturday, everything that I said on the podcast Thursday, you know, changes, you have to wait like a whole extra five days for me to clear up what I was talking about. So that's why I try and stay off of things, especially with this whole Roe v. Wade thing being so it just started happening yesterday. Let's give it a little bit and then I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit, you know, or I'll do a podcast. We'll see what happens. So I, I kind of let these stories develop first before I start talking about them. But I do appreciate the feedback. Again, you guys can email me. Go to my website, glock9show.com, to the contact part, or just glock at glock9show.com. So if you guys want to email me, feel more, um, I'd be more than happy to hear from you guys. One thing I did want to bring up, which is awesome, uh, if anyone saw the video of Dave Chappelle being attacked on stage, yes, you heard that right. Dave Chappelle was tackled on stage, at, I think he was in Hollywood, um, he was just talking and a dude ran up and uh, kind of slipped and tackled him to the ground. And then Dave Chappelle started chasing him around on stage. I, obviously, I can play the video, but you guys wouldn't be able to see it. Uh, he starts chasing him around on stage and then uh, everyone starts getting... Dude, they're beating the crap out of this dude. Like, And then they took him backstage and then basically beat him more because if you actually see the picture... If you see the picture of the dude, he's lumped up, dude. He has this big hematoma on his forehead, bloody nose. His right eye is swollen shut, and I believe his arm is broken. Uh, if you actually see him on the on the gurney, handcuffed to the to the stretcher, um, his uh, his it looks like his looks like his shoulder is like popped out, and his arms facing the wrong way. And you know what? That's what you get, bro. I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know why you're that stupid to to like really think that you can do something like that, especially to someone like Dave Chappelle. Um, now some people are, you know, Chris Rock made a comment. He he ran, kind of ran on stage and said, "Was that Will Smith?" Which is absolutely hilarious. But at the same time, people are trying to figure out, well, did this guy have the courage to go do something like that because of Will Smith? Um, obviously, uh, Dave Chappelle immediately made a joke out of the whole situation. Uh, and, but the best joke that he made was it was a trans man. Cause you know how the trans community wants him dead after his last special. So, uh, you know, because Dave Chappelle wasn't hurt, it's kind of a funny situation. Um, the guy rightfully got beat the F up with, you know, I have no sympathy for that guy. Uh, I've worked, I've worked, uh, at concerts as, the people who are there to protect the stage, number one, you guys failed. Uh, if you don't have security there for the stage, I don't know what you guys are doing. Uh, but anyone that thinks that they can just run up on stage and tackle somebody or try to assault somebody, um, just like I said, with you know, in reality, with the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, Chris Rock would have just taken off on him and beat the crap out of Will Smith right there. It's deservedly so. You don't walk up on stage and assault somebody when they're whether it's for comedy or whatever. Um, they're a performer. They're there to make jokes. And whatever this guy's issue was, he got what he deserved. So um, that was uh, pretty pretty um, insane. And, of course, you got the trans community on Twitter all upset with Dave Chappelle. But, oh, well, he don't care. You know, we, we know he doesn't care. Um, but on the gaming side of things, there's a, there's a, a Twitch streamer. 
Sikuno, Sikuno, S-Y-K-K-U-N-O. Apparently he left Twitch and went to YouTube. And you know what? I, I get it. You're a big creator and stuff. But I think these I'm leaving the platform like two minute long overdone videos are there's just I don't know. I don't I'm not. Why don't you just tweet out? I have my contracts over with Twitch. I'm going to go to YouTube rather than doing this ridiculously long announcement video. But whatever. Uh, well, he left Twitch for YouTube. Um, and then he ends up on his first stream on YouTube. He shared a, um, like a screenshot of his email uh, from Twitch where it was like a Twitch and Sakuno agreement where the name was spelled wrong. It was S U K K U N O, which to me, number one, it could be a straight typo. You, why is right next to you? Okay. You messed up. Sorry. You know, and, but he's trying to say that, oh, they, you know, it was a lack of appreciation and uh, it played part in him leaving to go to YouTube because they, they, there's a typo in your name, dude. My bad. I didn't know you were the, you know, all supreme where people can't mess up your name. Ridiculous. Um, another streamer named Disguised Toast. He was a, he was a huge streamer on uh, Mixer. He's big, uh, big now. Uh, he, he streams on, I can't remember if he's on Twitch now or. He was on Facebook Gaming for a while, but he has a huge chat. I think he's on Twitch. Uh, he says he knows of at least five other big Twitch streamers who are going to be making the switch to YouTube in the near future, and people are speculating if it's also him. So, you know, it seems like there's a mass exodus of Twitch at the moment. Not really mass, but there's a big, a big exodus of it. And many people are just speculating what could be leading everybody to leave for YouTube. Because in reality, like when you look at YouTube, YouTube is a very hard market. It's the most, it's the biggest video consumption platform in the entire world. And you, people who've created content on there for a long time know how hard it is for you to get your stuff out there. You think Twitch is hard. Imagine YouTube and all the videos that get uploaded there every single day. So one one people thing people are pointing to is... The, there was a bunch of leaks. There, was, I wouldn't say a bunch, but there was quite a few leaks that came from, and these, these are rumors. I'm gonna start this off by saying these are rumors. We don't know if any of this stuff is official, but you know, a lot of people were trying to go to Facebook Gaming when they found out that uh, we'll talk about Facebook here in a minute. But when they found out that Facebook Gaming is giving their content creators 100 percent of the revenue from their subs, um, but then they quickly found out that. The way they do their gifted subs or just the way they Facebook operates in, in, in total. Uh, there's so many hidden algorithms out there. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to get too far into it, but, you know, streaming too long can hurt your growth. Like, you know, you're streaming too much. Uh, only streaming and not posting enough reels or clips or VODs. Uh you know, it, 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 there's such a fine line to ride in Facebook. And if you don't do it just right, you'll never be discovered or you'll never get your content out there. So who cares if you get 100% of the revenue, right? Um, and then you have YouTube where the way, that, you know, it's, it's a little confusing how the platform works and pe people seeing them when you're live. And uh, it's one of the biggest things I hear people complain about. And then also their algorithm is kind of hard uh, because there's so many people. Twitch is the same way. It's oversaturated, but at the same time, they make it very easy for viewers to gift subs 
uh, bits, uh, donations. It's, it's the easiest platform. I think Twitch is the easiest platform for viewers to learn and get familiar with. And it's very easy for them to learn how to support. So, you know, that, yeah, the only thing is, I don't know what the, what the split is on YouTube for subs and, and stuff like that for like for donating or whatever. But on Twitch, it's basically 50-50. Like I talked about it before. You know, uh, gifting a sub or subscribing costs four ninety nine, but the streamer's only seeing uh, like two forty eight of that sub or two forty seven. So if you were to donate five hundred dollars, so if you if you gifted a hundred subs, you spent four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents out of your out of your pocket, but the streamer is only seeing two hundred forty seven or two hundred forty eight dollars of that five hundred dollars that you spent, which is well, I've talked about this before. The easiest way to support a streamer is by directly donating to their donation link. Um, if you want them to get 100% of the revenue. Now, granted, I've talked about this before as well. The greatest thing about gifted subs, especially with how we're basically forced to show ads on Twitch, is gifted subs help people come to your channel and hang out. It's it's Now, financially, yes, donating helps the streamer more. But if you're trying to help them grow their community and get people to the stream, because when you get gifted to somebody's stream, it says, oh, so-and-so, you know, if I go give somebody, somebody a sub in their chat, it'll say Glock9 gifted you a sub to this streamer. So you know you can go watch that streamer with no ads, or it'll, you know, oh, I haven't seen him in a while. Let me go check him out. And they get to watch you with no ads. It, it, it helps people stick around. And it helps people um, grow the community. So... It all depends on what you're trying to do for the streamer that you're trying to support. So, um, but there was a, a leak, a supposed leak again. Um, I'm gonna read this article to you. It says uh, Twitch reportedly is considered considering cutting uh, top streamers' pay. Streaming service could drop largest creator subscription revenue share from 70 to 50 percent, looking at it incentivize them to run more ads. So that's for again larger creators more more or less if you have if you have a contract with them because if you're a part i don't know if you're a partner or if you have to have a contract i'm not entirely sure about that but you know larger creators who you know get a special deal of rather than 50 percent like affiliates they get 70 percent of the revenue so it says twitch is contemplating lowering the revenue share of its top creators as a as parent company Amazon pressures it to increase profitability, according to the Bloomberg uh, report. The outlet cites people familiar with the matter as saying the streaming service is looking to scale back the amount of subscription fees the top partner Twitch streamers receive from their viewers from 70 to 50, effectively a 29% reduction in pay to the streamer. 50% is the standard cut for partner streamers. Bloomberg notes, but Twitch has previously given the biggest creators. Okay, yeah, answer that question right there. Twitch has previously given the biggest creators a more favorable rate. As part of the change, streamers currently under an exclusive deal with the platform may be released from that restriction and allowed to stream elsewhere. Beyond the reduced revenue share, Twitch is also considering incentivizing streamers to run more ads on their channels. So, you guys know me. I hate when i'm talking to a viewer or a, especially a new one a new viewer and they have the right be right bag ad so number one the biggest turnoff of going to a stream is pre-roll ads when someone clicks on my stream and they have to watch 
and they have to watch uh, uh, an ad, more than likely they're just going to click off of your stream because they don't want to spend the entire time watching ads. They want to they watch the streamer. So I do it too. When I click on somebody's stream and then an ad comes up, I see 30 seconds. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to stick around. No, I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's like, you know, I want to, when I click your stream, I want to go right to your stream. So the way to get rid of pre-roll ads is to run an ad every like 30 minutes. It's like a 15 second ad. It'll take pre-rolls away for 27 minutes. You know, so, you know, that way someone clicks on your stream, you go right to it. So it, it's, you know, they want you to run more ads. It's like, you know, because, and I think it's because they know the more ads you run, people are going to, if they really want to watch you, they'll subscribe, you know. Yeah, it's only $5, but dude, not everybody has the $5 to spare. Like, people don't understand that. Like, you know, sometimes to some people, $5 isn't that much, but some people it is. You know, there's some people that are really struggling out there that can't afford $4.99 a month to subscribe to a streamer. They need that $5 more than the streamer does in their eyes, and nothing's wrong with that. You know, I, I hate stuff like that where people think that, like, well, why can't you just, you know, spend the $5? Like, yeah, that's very selfish thinking in my in my opinion, but I mean, who knows? I mean, when you know, I I noticed that a lot of these big, uh, you know, quote unquote reporters or journalists on, you know, like even like Keemstar didn't really talk about it. Jake Lucky didn't really talk about it. A lot of people are staying away from that whole subject because we can't confirm if it's really true or not. So a lot of them are like, eh, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to stay away from it. And, uh, you know, I don't really disagree with it because if you can't, conf if you cannot confirm something, you know, and you're a quote unquote reputable, you know, news source for esports or streaming, it's you putting that out there can be actually really bad for your career. That's why I'm saying all of this is hearsay it's rumors not i don't know if it's true or not but it is what it is uh one thing i want the uh, one thing i want to talk about on, the, about on this podcast now hear me out number one this isn't gonna be that long of a podcast today guys i apologize um but i know i've been contacted by a couple people that are still live streaming on Facebook gaming who still believe in the platform. Um, and they don't like really hearing me dog the platform too much. I don't care if you still like Facebook gaming, you do you bro. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I enjoyed the people that I met there and the connection that I had. I already did. I talked about my issues. I talked about my issues with the partner manager and the way that they ran that whole program. Um, that's my, that's, that's my opinion. Now I know people who are on the platform who are under contract. That's how they pay their bills. Um, so I'm not trying to get you guys to stop watching people on Facebook gaming. Cause you know, these people are my friends and they need support and any, any way they can get it. They can't, they're not like me. I'm a part-timer. I do this for fun. I do it for charity. I don't pay my bills with, uh, streaming and podcasting. So, you know, any donation to me truly helps me out by increasing content, not by feeding my family. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not encouraging people to stop supporting people on Facebook gaming, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I think it's a great platform. What they're doing is great. No, I think they're screwing their streamers. 
I think that they don't know what they're doing. I don't think that Facebook at all understands what they're doing and how they're they're screwing their streamers and you know you know the, so there's a funny article here and the best part was I tweeted this out if you guys aren't following my podcast page is at Glock 9 show um, on Twitter I have a separate page where I kind of you know I, it's different content compared to uh, my normal uh, Twitter at Glock 9 um, it's uh <laughs> I'm gonna read this article. It's from The Verge. The Verge is The Verge is trash, first of all. Um, but all of a sudden, one day on my Facebook gaming page, I got a thing saying like, "Add your if you if you're a podcaster, add your RSS feed." So all my podcasts actually get uploaded to Facebook. People, and some people don't really know that, but all my podcasts go to Facebook, and you can listen to it on audio on Facebook, <laughs> and a lot of people didn't know that. I didn't really promote it, but I did. After uploading my RSS feed, I did get a bunch of um, you know emails from Facebook, you know, trying to get me to um, upload my podcast and host it with Facebook, and they'll they'll you know put it on everything else for you, and they're trying to get people to to launch a podcast on Facebook because you can do it with video and audio and or you know whatever but they didn't promote this at all like i said when i found out about it, it just popped up one day because i was already listed as a podcaster and a gaming video creator um so after be having it up for you know less than a year they apparently they announced they're shutting it down so i want to read this article to you it's called facebook is shutting down its podcast platform after less than a year and it says facebook says it's simplifying its audio offerings so it says, Facebook is shutting down its podcast platform less than a year after it launched. Uh, creators will be unable to upload new shows to the service as of this week, and the platform will close altogether on June 3rd. Uh, Facebook confirmed the closure of the platform to The Verge, but not the specific date. The move is part of a broader reevaluation of Facebook audio products. The company is also shuttering the site's sound bites and audio hubs and integrating its live streaming live audio rooms feature essentially a clone of once buzzy audio app clubhouse into its broader facebook live suite meta spokesperson uh told the verge that the changes would simplify the company's audio offerings after a year of learning and iterating on audio first experiences we decided to simplify our suite of audio tools on facebook said uh said Coronado. Um, we're constantly evaluating the features we offer so we can focus on the most meaningful experiences. It's not wholly, unex wholly unexpected news. In 2020 and 2021, the audio market was incredibly frothy. Uh, established players like SiriusXM and Amazon buying up podcast networks while live audio uh, app Clubhouse was briefly and, and probably valued at $4 billion. And so Facebook, whose owners have never seen a tech trend they couldn't copy, got involved too. Now, a, a, after a year of exper experimenting, the company has apparently come to a conclusion. It's not really worth it, so stop the tape. <laughs> so, number one, my and this is one of my biggest problems with Facebook, where I was talking about with Twitch, how Twitch is the, the most simple place, the most simple place to... Um, to, 
you know, navigate as a new person on the platform. Facebook is so confusing with their, with just how you navigate around the site. I mean, I literally can't even access my creator dash or creator studio anymore um, that I use for the last two or three years of being on the platform. Um, I literally can't find out where the new dashboard is. I can't figure out where just certain things are after being on there for so long. Um, it, it, it's really confusing as not just the creator, but as the viewer, like you, you have your regular facebook.com, right? Or your Facebook app and you're scrolling through looking at all these random posts and you don't know what's being shoved in your face and what's not. Um, now, if you really want to go find Facebook gamers, you have to actually go to fb.gg, you know, and it brings you to facebook.com slash gaming slash feed. And then that way you can see the streamers you follow. You can see like top streamers or, or whatever. Um, or you can go to the Facebook gaming app, which is a totally separate app from, um, you know, Facebook. But, it, you know, it it's honestly kind of hard to find, in my opinion, the streamers that you're actually trying to look for. And, you know, so when I post things on my Instagram, it goes to my Facebook page, and people never see those. People literally never see the things that get posted on my Facebook page. Um, why? I don't know. I You know, I don't know what their algorithm is. I can, you know, some people see my podcast that get posted on there, which now is not going to be on there, so I don't even bother trying to find my podcast on Facebook. But if, you know, I'm posting pictures or clips or reels, no one can ever find them because it's so confusing. Now, when we were, when I was a partner on Facebook, we were told Facebook is a social media site first, a live streaming service second. So they wanted you to focus on more social media content, like posting pictures, videos, clips, VODs. It's always been a part of the thing. They don't give a crap about your live stream, in my opinion. I don't think they really do. That's just my opinion because they, they've echoed that since day one. And then we, you know, we bring up the reach issue and they tell you, oh, it's all, you know, that's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. When in fact, yes, it is. Last week I was reaching 10,000 people. This week I'm only reaching one. What happened? Um, you know, but then you go over to YouTube, just go to youtube.com and, you know, it, you know, it's, it's kind of confusing how to find, I have more recommended videos from people that I don't follow, um, than the people I do follow on my, on my main page. The, the, you know, I follow quite a bit of YouTube, YouTubers, especially YouTube live streamers. And when I go to youtube.com, I'm looking at the main page and literally the first the first nine videos here are from people who, from the people who don't, who don't, uh, I don't follow versus people I do follow. You know, now there's a little blue marks next to the names I do follow under my subscriptions, but why aren't their videos first on my, on my watch list? You know, and then you have a, a total separate short section. Yeah. And, and you know, it, the layouts are confusing. It's not as simple. I know a lot of people have asked me about Trovo, you know, how, how Trovo is. Trovo's, you know, gotten better from the last time that I was on it, um, especially with their info page. And it's almost like, 
in my personal opinion, uh, Trovo has basically turned into a kind of a copy of Twitch on a smaller platform. Um, if you literally look at my channel, trovo.live slash Glock9, um, you guys can go ahead and follow it. I mean, I'm not going to live stream on there, but if you look at it, literally where the title and the category are and then where the follow subscribe button are, literally looks like my channel on Twitch. It literally looks exactly the same. Like if I bring up my Twitch and Trevo uh, next to each other, they they literally are the same. It literally shows uh, the channel, channel title. I have the same currently offline sc screen, but you have the title, you have the game, you have the follow button, the subscribe button, the same spot, chat on the right side. They, they basically look the same. I'm sorry if you're a Trevo streamer and you don't agree with that, but I mean, the people you follow are on the on the left hand side of the page chats on the right Every, uh, the buttons are the same thing the only difference is you have cast spells you have your different you know so trovo is already kind of winning with the simplicity of their platform the only difference is their ratio between um their ratio between viewers and streamers is there's there's pretty much more streamers than there are viewers so if someone happens to get 30 viewers on uh, Trovo, you're doing absolutely amazing on the platform. I, I mean, you, you go the, the um, if you go to the Apex, I'm on Apex Legends right now. Uh, the top streamer has 390 viewers. It's a lot. It's the guy's killing it. Um, second place has 28, and then 22, and then you know 15. And the, dude, there's so many people that are live right now in the category. And you scroll to the bottom, there's at least 27, uh, I just counted real fast, that there's 27 people that literally have zero viewers. You know, so it, it's a very hard place to make it. I'm kind of getting off topic. I'm sorry, I'm going like a little rabbit hole, but a lot of people have asked me about Trovo in, in recent months, how they've been doing, and that's basically where they're at. Um, I, where, you know, honestly... When it comes to streaming nowadays, I've talked about it before. I always say don't do it. It's not worth your time if you're just starting now. Now's a bad time to start. Um, but if you want to do it, just go wherever you're comfortable or restream. I, I, I mean, people hate it. I highly recommend restreaming. I think restreaming is uh, undervalued. I think it's very undervalued, especially for new content creators. Like, why only, when you're brand new... Why don't you? Why do you limit yourself to one platform? Just go to restream, go to restream, and stream to Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Trovo, um, and anything else you can get your hands on. Whatever uh, D Live is still out there, so that's the best way to do it. So you know, you do you. Now, one thing I did want to talk about at the end of the show. Uh, I don't have any more topics today. There has It's actually been pretty quiet in the gaming news. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about, number one, after the last episode, when I talked about my losing my daughter for the couple of minutes I did, um, thank you guys uh, for reaching out. Uh, sorry for the us. I, I want to I say this right. You know, I admitted on the podcast that it was an embarrassing thing. Uh, there's been some parents that reached out that had similar uh, incidents and... You know, try to say don't don't be embarrassed. You know, it happens. You know, some people won't understand who don't have kids, but 
at the same time, like, yeah, you understood what happened and you knew, you know, your kids is a learning experience for the parent and the child. But I just want to say thank you guys for reaching out. It means a lot trying to make me feel better about the situation. But um, I did take my son to an A's game today. Another one, just about five days later. I just want to say this, this kid got the star treatment. Like he, he's been trying every game. I took him to to get, to get on the big screen. Why well, tweeted out his picture you guys can see it and hashtag at the Coliseum is what they use. And he made it on the big screen. So he's all proud. And then later on, the camera guy came over and started recording him and my nephew. And they got up there again. And then we had someone come up to us. Um, and a supervisor who works for the stadium uh, took us down to the bullpen and got, got all the kids uh, a game used ball and had some pictures sign it. Uh, th the kid had the time of his life. Uh, you know at this game and it was it was actually pretty awesome to see so um, I, I'm not afraid to take my kids to another A's game, but at the same time. I am very cautious uh, They will not be using the bathroom by themselves uh, but uh, The other thing I had to touch on and I, I made a tweet about this and I, I want to really I want to really get into this a little bit more in a future episode uh, I'm going to read my tweet to you and they touch on it just a little bit because I, I can make this into like a 45 minute conversation and I want you guys to understand something. Um, you know, when I started streaming about five or six years ago, I mean, people who got to know me understand that I'm a very, um, I don't like using the word religious, but I'm, a, uh, because of the events I've had in my life, like you guys can go back and listen to the suicide story, um, podcast episode. And, you know, I'm very spiritual and, you know, I used to always, I used to never talk about the stuff like that. I used to always leave politics out of my stream and which in reality on my, on my stream, I usually do. I don't like to, it, during a live stream, I don't get into conversations about politics or religion. Uh, a podcast is different. This is my space to say what I want, my opinion on things. I don't care if it offends people. I don't even on my live stream though. I don't care about offending people because you know I believe in saying what you believe in 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 meaning what you say. Um, you know, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say, and you know. So I tweeted out. I always get the comment quote. I want to start a podcast, but I'm nervous. First thing is not everyone's going to like you, your opinions, your voice, etc. Uh, ignore it. Don't change who you are or what you believe. Those people aren't your audience and that's okay. Just be you. And the reason I say that is I, so when I do my ask me anything Fridays on Instagram, which I've kind of been taking a break from, to, you know, I've been doing it every, every week. I always get comments like that. And, and I, I, I open my email uh, the last week and I had like two emails about people who want to content create or they want to um, start a podcast but they're worried about about backlash of their beliefs they're worried about people not liking them or their content or their opinions and you know there are over 7 billion people in this world not everyone's going to like you not everyone's going to agree with you not everyone's going to like your podcast. So when you get those comments, it doesn't matter who it's from. It could be from a family member. It could be from a friend. It could be from a, a first timer. 
ignore it when it comes to a podcast you you, you want to be the most authentic person possible you know and i talked about this before one thing i used to do on my podcast was i would try and edit out my ums uh my my common you know i have a buddy at work who i know is listening to this and he would you know he always messes with me and tell you know one thing i always say nowadays and i'm gonna point it out to you guys is when i'm making a point i end up instead of continuing you know with you know listing things off i'll say stuff like that and you know i used to always say in the very beginning i used to always say um 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 or you know i used to overuse the word like 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 and i used to go through my podcast and i would you know edit those out and you guys never knew that i would edit them out edit out edit out certain things and you know i learned from listening to other people's podcasts who've been doing this a long time and doing my research People don't really care about that stuff. They want to hear the real you, whether it's an um, whether it's a common thing that you say. It's it's who you are. It's what you say. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be more professional, but um, see um, <laughs> but when it, if you want to start creating content on Instagram, Twitter, uh, start a podcast, live stream, be yourself. And I get comments all the time and I get negative emails, people who disagree with my views, people who disagree with something that I, I had an opinion on, people who think my show sucks. Um, I have family members who have listened to my show and they don't like it because they don't agree with it. And I don't care. We have been doing amazing on my podcast. I never thought we would get the numbers that we're getting. I mean, every, okay, to give you guys an example, we just hit over 20,000 downloads. Within the first week of every episode now, we're getting about 150 uh, listeners in the first week. Separate people. We're getting over 150 people in the first week. Most episodes are now about 300, uh, 300 listens. So, you know, and some of them are at, you know, five to 600, depending on the topic. And it's honestly pretty insane that, you know, you guys can stand me for that long. So if you want to start a podcast, just do it. Who cares if you're super liberal or super conservative or super religious or super anti whatever? Um, it's your podcast. You want to, you know, your your audience is technically people kind of like you, but at the same time, people who want to hear your opinion. I mean, in reality, there's a lot of people who um, actually hate certain people. But they want to. They listen to their podcast every day or every week because they want to hate on it. Who cares? It's a view. It's a listen. It goes towards your analytics. Let them hate. Let them continue to hate on you. Who cares? Again, you can't be worried about the people that that have negative things to say. I've said this before. You are always going to get more negative reviews or negative comments. Not negative reviews because you know, on somehow on Apple, we're at like 480 reviews and all but one or five stars, which is crazy. Um, Spotify is at 4.9, I think with like 140 reviews. So, but you know, I surprised I don't have any one stars, but just, I, I, I give the example of Yelp. If you go to a restaurant, right? If you go to a restaurant and you have the best meal of your life, literally the best service, the, the fastest meal to you, the best tasting meal ever. You're going to leave there happy and go home happy and you love it. 
you're not going to go feel feel the need to go on Yelp and give them a five star review usually. Now, if you go to this restaurant and their service sucks, took forever to get your food. When you finally got your food, it was cold, it was disgusting, it sucked, it was overpriced. The first thing you're going to do is go to Yelp to let everybody know that place sucks. But instead of going and telling everybody, you know, with their good experience, instead of going on there and telling everybody how great this place was, you're always going to hear about the negative reviews or negative comments before you hear about the good reviews. And for a for a while in the beginning of this podcast, I was only getting negative reviews. Now I'm actually receiving more good comments and emails and reviews than I'm actually receiving bad ones. If I would have stopped in the beginning because people were hating on it or not enjoying it, we wouldn't be here today. So that's just my advice to you guys that constantly keep emailing me and 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 you know commenting or dming about you're nervous this isn't you know content creation is not a place where you can be nervous and that's my own personal opinion the only thing that matters is being authentic okay i I went off on a total tangent there but when i was looking at the tweet that i made it just it just happened to come up and i was like you know what i need to talk about that because you guys ask me all the time and just do it that's, Nike's a crappy company. I hate them. You know, but they had the best slogan. Just do it. <laughs> That's the best advice for something like content creation or podcasting or live streaming. Just do it. If you want to do it, just do it. It's up to you. Know, if, it's, if, you if you're feeling the need to do something, do it. But anyways, guys, that's it for me this week. Greatly appreciate it. As always, make sure you guys follow this podcast on any you know, podcast platform. We are on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many more. Best way to help this podcast grow is sharing it with a friend. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with a friend. You know, I great, greatly appreciate it. Again, I just talked about Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews. If you guys can go and leave a true, honest review, I don't ask for five star reviews. I ask for honest reviews. I would greatly appreciate that as well. Thank you guys all for the support. Again, Glock9Show.com is the best way to get all the information on the show. All my socials, they're also in the description down below. So I would like to connect with you guys more on social media. So make sure you guys follow me on, on Instagram, Twitter, Getter, True Social. Make sure you guys get in touch with me on there. As always, guys, stay safe, stay blessed. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.